The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Good morning or good afternoon or good evening, wherever you happen to be listening to this episode number 27 of Shaggin' Flies. This is your co-host, Zach Hayes. This week, we were lucky enough to be joined for two full hours by Crystal O'Keefe. She joined us recently at Pitcher List. She is my colleague at Southside Sox. She has written books. She has podcasts and appearances and bylines all over the place. Please find them on her Twitter. And she was just a joy to talk to. She and Ben got to geek out a bit on sci-fi at the beginning. Uh, She told us some wild stuff about her life between Indianapolis, Indiana, and Chicago, Illinois, greatest city on earth. Uh, There was a bunch of really interesting talk about writing and, you know, what to do and what not to do. Uh, We all agreed that Andrew McCutcheon is great and that men should also go to therapy, uh, generally speaking, among all the other usual and unusual topics. So, without wasting any more of your time, here is episode 27 of Shaggin' Flies with Crystal O'Keefe. started succession oh like, okay. literally last week because everyone keeps talking about it and like i have this thing where like i have a whole list of shows that i want to watch but like i always prioritize the shows that are currently running because i'm in my mind i'm like yeah the sopranos will always be there <laughs> and like who cares about mr robot i started mr robot finished first season loved it and then I was like, you know what? I need to start Succession. And so now I'm starting it, and I really like it. But, yeah, I'm only, like, halfway through season one, and everybody's talking about the finale that just happened. And I'm like, ah, I don't want <laughs> to hear it. I just somewhere that it was an Arrested Development fanfic, and I was like, okay, actually, <laughs> I might start that now. That oh sounds my God. up my alley. The, well, way, the, yeah. the way that I described it to friends was um, – like suits that mixed with arrested development and like less douchey, you know. <laughs> you know what's funny is like but I don't know. I guess I'll find out more. <laughs> Stay as tuned. We go on. This will be a succession yeah. pod. <laughs> <laughs> uh Crystal, it is wonderful to have you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for sitting down to talk with us. Um so one thing I so I just kind of want to start with this even though it's completely out of order of the questions that Zach and I wrote. Um, we have, we never have an order. No. What is this? No. Uh, any, any sense of order is just a lie. Um, you are, from what I understand, 
a science fiction fan? Yes. No. Yes. Science fiction. Star Wars. I have a star. Well, you can't. I'm wearing a sweatshirt, but I have like a Star Wars half sleeve. Oh damn! Ooh. Nice, nice. Some Vader. Oh whoa! Oh whoa! Uh, you know, I have like a okay. Firefly quote on my leg. Like I'm just a big nerd. Fabulous. No, that's okay. Well then, so first question is, what's your Star Wars order? Like favorite, <laughs> the least favorite. Um, I mean, Empire's always going to be my favorite. Big Vader girl. Love it. Um. And then whatever that last one was, that one was just so bad. Rise of Skywalker? Huh? Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, that's it. My husband was like, Fair. you will love it. You you love the classics. And I walked out and I gave him the dirtiest look. And he was like, <laughs> I have a feeling you're about to rip that movie to shreds. And I was like, you are absolutely right. Oh, wait. What's your opinion on The Last Jedi? We just had a big thing on Picture List where uh, Nick hosted a live stream with Chris Towers and Ellen Adair where they had like a debate over whether the last Jedi is good or not. I don't, I don't think it, as soon as Disney bought it, it lost anything that was special about it. Hmm. So I didn't enjoy last Jedi as much. Ooh. Okay. It was just, I don't know. I, well, my husband, he calls me like a Star Wars purist. He was like, if it doesn't meet your like specific criteria, you're just going to tear it up and hate it. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I think there is something, too, when people get labeled as purists. They're like, I'm not a huge, I, I like the movies. I'm not like a huge, a huge super fan or anything. But it does, I would be lying if I said it does make a difference to me. And this is true of not just Star Wars, but like franchises in general. When like, you know that the create like the genesis of these movies is not necessarily like a spurt of natural creativity. So they're being, they're being made because Disney is trying to pump out more money, you know? And I know that doesn't necessarily affect the way they're written or anything like that, but in some ways, I don't know. I feel like you can feel when there is kind of an organic inspiration behind, uh, behind a franchise or behind a movie or a series of movies. And I don't know, by the time you get to number, number eight, 40 years later you kind of get that disconnect i got that disconnect yeah yeah i i I would say that rian johnson tried to do that organic thing with the last jedi i think force awakens jj abrams was just like the whole movie was just like hey guys remember how cool star wars was (laughs) like you guys love that stuff right you want to just see it again with like you know, different characters. And that was my thing with that. Like I right. it felt like home when he yeah. did. And, and I, and I'm honestly, I'm fine with that. I, I like force awakens. I think it was fun. I think that was kind of necessary um, because it was like this first new thing and everyone was so soured on the prequels. Um, and so I think that was fine. But then Rian Johnson came in and he said, okay, all of those tropes about star Wars, all this, all this stuff, forget it. This is a brand new thing. We are going to make a new Star Wars. The year of my generation Star Wars. And I think he tried to do that. I think he did it successfully. Our Certainly. generation Star Wars wouldn't have been Star Wars, though, is kind of my point. It would have been something well, else. No, no, no. You know? I, I think it was, it was what I, I, I really what wanted. There, yeah. So what I really wanted when Disney bought Star Wars, bought Lucasfilm and all that, what I really wanted was uh, Disney to sit there and be like, okay, you know, these artists, these directors, 
make your Star Wars. Here, here's the money. We know Star Wars will just make money. It's just a money machine. So make your vision for Star Wars. And I think Rian Johnson kind of tried to do that where he was like, I'm not going to make your dad's Star Wars or your mom's Star Wars. I'm going to make – I love Star Wars. I've taken my notes, my inspiration from Star Wars, and I'm going to take that, funnel it through my creative vision as an artist and create something new that is still in the Star Wars world that uses Star Wars. And what I want to do is I want to break down the tropes. I don't want to feed you uh, – I want to feed you all the stuff you've been fed before because you've been fed before. And it's it, it JJ Abrams movies were carnival rides. Carnival rides are super fun. I love carnival rides. Rian Johnson tried to take us to the opera, uh, when we thought we were going to the carnival mm-hmm. and, uh, a lot of people got mad about that. Um, <laughs> it's not a perfect analogy. I'm not saying the last Jedi is like the peak of the art form or something but <laughs> the last jedi or the marriage of figaro i don't know <laughs> but i think i think what he tried to do was he tried to create something new and uh get rid of the old tropes and try to not give you just re- repeats of what you've already seen and a lot of people myself included love that a lot of people were like no 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 um we want the same stuff as before <laughs> Why would you do that? And then with the rise of Skywalker, J.J. Abrams was like, look, we're really sorry about that Brian Johnson guy. Look, he's gone. Uh, we're just forget it. We're going to retcon everything. And uh, we'll just kind of give you the same stuff you like, right? Right. That's what you really enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, it's – anyways, I have a lot of feelings about The Last Jedi. <laughs> do you? <but> <laughs> this is, this is what – sorry. I'm just going to hijack this podcast. It's now The Last Jedi podcast. I'm deleting every question we wrote. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but so. anyways, uh, that's, that's enough of me rambling about The Last Jedi. But <laughs> the whole reason I wanted to ask this question about science fiction. You're a science fiction fan. You're a sci-fi movie fan. Um, what is – a science fiction movie that you would recommend everybody needs to see um, outside of like, you know, star Wars or something like obvious, like what's a science fiction movie that you're like, I love this movie. Everybody needs to see it. I would say that serenity is the one sci-fi movie that everyone's watching. You go watch the series so that you understand what's happening, but you're in luck because they canceled it right away. So (laughs) yeah. Watching. Uh, Yeah. Serenity is that's, that one holds a special place in my heart. And I would say that one is just perfection. And for clarity, for anyone listening who doesn't know, uh, that is the Firefly TV series, uh, which starting that is both a, a joy and a punishment yes. because you will fall in love with a okay. series that uh, did not last very long. But at least you also get a movie. Bye-bye. Freaks and geeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically. Mm-hmm. You're going to be like, wow, I really love this show. And then like 10, 11 episodes in, you're like, all right, what's next? Like, there's nothing next. Nothing. I've also yeah. met half of that cast now. Really? So it's just one of those things. Like I met Summer, who plays, um, wow, just completely lost her name, River. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, I've met Kaylee. Um, I've met Ron Glass, rest in peace. I met him like a year before he passed, which was incredible. And um, every, I am so bad with names tonight. Wow. I took some Nathan, Nathan Fillion? No. Um, oh, my gosh. His name is gone. Alan Tudjik? You know, yes. 
Thank you. We can we can <laughs> pause if we need to I, do. I, no, you're fine. Um, he was really funny, and he actually called my children and did a bunch of weird like cartoon voices. Oh, that's so he's cool. Been in like Frozen and yep. different yeah. things like that. So I was like, yeah, my kids were bummed because they wanted to meet you because they know you from Wreck It Ralph and Frozen. And he was like, oh. well, are they busy? Let's call them. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. So he gets on the phone. And my kids are like, I don't know, six and three maybe at the time. And they're like talking to Turbo from Wreck-It Ralph suddenly. And they're like, oh, my God. Happening? But this is really cool. That is so cool. That I love stories of like celebrities doing that kind of stuff. Like just he's going so- out of their way to be nice and like <clears throat> recognizing why fans love them and like doing that. And not, and not like – Treating a fan interaction as like this, I have to do this, like being enthusiastic mm-hmm. and stuff. That's Those so moments, cool. man. Yeah, which, were, I was just thinking, or, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say they were so sweet. They were both like in the same, it was it was the Kaylee Wash booth and they were just so nice. And I was just amazed by how cool they were as people. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about um, Roland Heeman today. May he rest in peace having a similar moment with him when I was like, it's like eight, maybe seven or eight. And I was at Socks Fest with my dad uh, when they used to have it at the Palmer house. And we're sort of just in the lobby or whatever, as Socks Fest people are mingling in and out. And my dad points him out. He's like, oh, that's like Roland Heeman. Go up and say hi, because my dad doesn't have the the shyness that I was that I was cursed with. But uh, I was like seven or eight. And he stopped and he had like a whole ass conversation with with us and me as like again a seven year old and I was like whoa like that was guy was a general manager of the White Sox what you know and those are the moments you know it's it's always I, I agree Ben it's always great hearing hearing those stories from yep. all, all spheres I I had that moment with uh, not with someone I I particularly loved like as a uh, fan or anything it's just when I I've mentioned this before on the podcast when I worked at a local TV station in Baltimore we had a lot of celebrities come in and do TV spots. And we had plenty of celebrities who came in and were like, don't talk to me. I don't, you know, whatever. And whatever, that's fine. It happens. <laughs> um, but there were a couple who were so, so nice and chatty and cool. Tom Arnold was like the nicest dude. I loved him. I, he was such a kind guy. He took photos of anybody who asked. He even asked after the last photo. He was like, does anybody else want a photo? You guys good? Like, okay. Hey, thanks, guys. See you later. Just the sweetest guy. And I was like, that's so cool. Him and then um, Prodigy, the rapper, RIP. Yeah. Uh, Prodigy was the coolest dude. Super nice, uh, kind of like low key, quiet guy. Was more than happy to take a picture with somebody, uh, me included, which I loved. Um, but yeah, just I, I love it when those guys are super nice. Sinbad also was very, uh, very nice. Very talkative. <laughs> just never stopped. Never stopped doing stand up. He was just walking through the lobby, like talking and doing stand up at people. Like, just, <laughs> it was, he was nuts. He was wild. Getting the habit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, anyways, um, so yes, science fiction movie. That's a great. Serenity is a fantastic choice. Um, I assume, are you also a science fiction book person? Not as much as I used to be. I used okay. to be, I used to read all the Star Wars books for sure, and then I would oh, just man. read right. a handful of them. But I don't have time anymore. <laughs> I feel that, especially with kids. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> yeah, I hardly have time to. I try to read, but yeah, it's it's hard with kids when they're like shouting in the background, and yeah, 
Um, I, but I was obviously I was fishing for a science fiction book recommendation. If you happen to have one, I don't know. I haven't, like you said, I haven't read anything good recently. That's fair. That's fine. We get an hour and a half to think of something. So So sorry to do that. No, no. Well, we're going to end the podcast now. So sorry, it's been. Bye. So are you, as our friend Brett Ballantini would say, you are coming to us from the uh, the Indianapolis Fieldhouse, field office tonight, excuse me? I am. I'm in Indianapolis tonight. I'll be in Chicago this weekend. Oh, word. Do you, sorry, full-time mostly in, in Indy? Mo- yeah, mostly I'm here. It's a little bit easier for my husband to come down here because, you know, I've got kids in a bigger house and he's got like a condo in the loop. Mm-hmm. So, you know, easier. Um, but the whole, the goal is actually to move up to Chicago full-time in the next few years. Ooh, nice. How long have you been in Indianapolis? I've been here my entire life. Word. But I've also spent a good chunk to half of my life in Chicago because I had family there. And then it just kind of became a home away from home. So It's close enough. So I've been to Indianapolis like a few times, like three or four times. And I'm always like shocked by how big it is in terms of population because mm-hmm. it seems like kind of such like a low key town. And I'm also on the record, just generally speaking, as like not being a huge fan of Indiana. So I want to reverse Same. this a little bit. And OK, OK, that's fair. <laughs> I had to make a light entry. You know what I'm saying? But tell, so tell me tell me some cool things like to do in Indianapolis if there are any. Like I'm I'm curious. Um, I mean, there's, there's always some stuff to do. We do have a cool we have a bunch of minor league teams here. So we've got the Indy Fuel, who they report to Rockford and obviously then to the Blackhawks. Uh, those those games are actually a lot of fun. We take the kids to them quite a bit. And then we have our minor league baseball team, the Indianapolis Indians, who report to the Pirates. And they are a blast. They like We love to go to those games. They're super affordable. Like They have this knothole club that we sign the kids up for, and it's 19 bucks per kid they each get a shirt and then it's basically kids season tickets like it's a ticket to every single game you just obviously have to buy tickets for parents but again they're really affordable um and they're just so much fun to watch both of those teams are really focused on their fan base which is nice they do a lot of just fun activities they do a lot of stuff in the community like both teams have these cool christmas parties for kids every year so they are a blast to go see and then sometimes just going downtown is nice. There's just a lot of kind of history to it. Hmm. Um, the circle is cool right now. It's all decked out. It's a giant tree for the monument downtown. So that's fun. Not on fire. Confirmed. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. We just I do a lot of sports stuff here. I don't like the Colts, so I don't go to football games. Got the Last time there was a Bears preseason game and like. I don't know, three years ago now. Um, but we are going to a Pacers-Bulls game on New Year's Eve. So. Assuming the Bulls still have a team at that point. I'm just <laughs> hoping that in like three weeks they will all be alive. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to remember what you were talking about, and then I was just like, oh, yeah, they've all got COVID. The, like, the entire roster yeah. just has COVID. Oh, yeah. yeah. My yeah. husband was supposed to go to the game tomorrow. Oh, yeah, same. And I texted him earlier, and I was like, well, your game's been postponed. And he was like, I kind of wanted to go just for, like, the weird curiosity of what, like, the G team would be. But I also wanted to go back because he hasn't been to the United Center since Mm. forever, three years now. 
and he was like, I wanted to go in and have it loud, but I don't think watching one player and then the G team <laughs> have that same atmosphere. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just hoping that they're all, you know, alive and playing in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Forbid. No, the jokes have been great. It's like I keep seeing Facebook posts that are like, if you know how to dribble a basketball and own a Bulls jersey, please report to the United Center. We need you. I made one today because I was wearing this sweatshirt and I was like, I put this on and I've been immediately placed on the health <laughs> protocol list. Oh, man. Oh, I miss going to NBA games. I haven't been to a Wizards game in so long. I'm Crystal. If you don't know, I'm located in Maryland, so I'm a I'm a Wizards fan. Well, the Bulls uh, are there on what New Year's Day? Are they now? Yeah, oh, they are. It's a lot harder to get Wizards tickets now than it used to be because I I used to go to Wizards games when they were like super bad. That's like, what I did with the Pacers because it was yeah. neat basketball. Oh yeah, I could get on uh, StubHub. I could get Wizards tickets for five bucks, mm-hmm. and it would be like upper reserve mid court, and. It was a blast. I mean, they would always lose, but uh, it was yeah. This was like when it was John Wall and no one else, like John Wall's <laughs> yeah. early years. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Also, good on you for not liking the Colts. I don't like the Colts either. <laughs> I screw them. Those I will stealing them from Baltimore. I hate Peyton Manning. Like that's oh, like I could wait. Get, how do you hate Peyton Manning? He's I could like get the most likable guy from this. I just he's I don't know. There's something about him that just grinds my gears and i just don't like him there were i'm pretty sure there were also some like pretty nasty stories about him that came out from when he was at tennessee really yeah like very borderline assault-ish type stuff like really oh i just don't i I can't i can't like him Something about the man, like there's something a little huh. creepy about the whole family. Honestly, I can never quite. I, I kind really? of really that strange. That's so, wild. I never, never get my accuser card revoked for saying that. <laughs> like I am probably the only person in Indiana that's like, no, screw that guy. <laughs> oh, you know what? You'd be the perfect person to answer this. What's a Hoosier? <laughs> I don't know. It's a college here. It's IU. Um, no, 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 I get that. I'm just like, it's like just the nickname. Here. I, I wish I understood. And th- the worst part is, like, when I went to college, I went to a community college, but like my stuff came from IU because I studied the social science, and I still, to this day, I'm just like, okay, that's cool, I guess. Helpful. Um, Google, Go. what's a Hoosier? A native Hoosiers. or inhabitant of Indiana? Like, right, yeah. right. That's like that's you get this circular thing. It's a movie. Always. It's a good movie. I, you know what? I've never seen that movie. I need you to see that. Seen Hoosiers, really? I've never. You know, it's just one of those movies I just never saw it for I some reason. Did think it was weird? Didn't the Pacers? I think they didn't they do a thing a few years ago where like they wore the jerseys of the high school or, or something? Which yeah. Do they? They, they probably go pretty nuts for the Pacers when they're good, right? Like it's such a huge basket. That's the one thing I will always give Indiana: great basketball. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they're still pretty popular. Like we, mm-hmm. we got like nosebleed seats, and maybe it's because it's the Bulls, and those are a lot easier to sell out. Because anytime, like we try to go to Pacers Bulls games, you know, two or three times a year. Like whenever they play, we try to either bounce back between states. So those always sell out. So maybe that's why my tickets were so expensive or because the Bulls have been good. But there's always a really good crowd at these games. I mean, I don't know a single Pacers player right now. 
<laughs> oh man! But of my head, do I know a Pacers player? I don't know. That oh wait, I do. no, they have Sabonis because oh, we, they do. No, we. My son is a Pacers fan, and we keep picking on him that like they're going to trade him. <laughs> And so, like, we'll just – I'll pull out my phone and be like, oh, man, Dante Sub- – oh, he's going to the Knicks, Hayden. <laughs> Shut up, Mom. And he's, like, frantically <laughs> looking at his phone. And he was like, no, he's not. He's not He's not going anywhere yet. Oh, they've also got Miles Turner, too, don't they? Oh, yeah. I, think I only know I, – I saw them when they came to the UC a few weeks ago. So I have them fresh in my head, but that's – Yeah. Them two in Brogdon. <laughs> oh, Brogdon. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, so I do want to talk a little bit before we get to like talking about baseball and stuff. I do want to talk a little bit about you as a writer. You've done a lot, a lot of writing. You have uh, bylines all over the place. You, if Google is not lying to me, you wrote a book. I did. I wrote yeah. That. You wrote like a whole book. Um <laughs> So I, I want to kind of know, obviously writing is a passion of yours. It's something you do a lot. So where where did that that come from? Where How long have you been into writing? What is it that kind of got you into writing? Um, and kind of what, what, what I'm really curious about, what propelled you to write a book? Because that is an undertaking. I mean, yeah. that's a lot of work, especially – to write a fiction, but like I, oh, I, I could see, I could see that's a nonfiction. That's book. a nonfiction. I see. I didn't even, I didn't even do enough research. <laughs> you know, you're okay. <laughs> well, it it struck me by uh, cover and title as a fiction book, but mm-mm. so yeah. So then that's even more interesting to me, honestly, because what what got you into that story and decide like I need to write a whole book about this. That's a lot of questions, so answer whatever order you want. I started writing when I was really little. My mom was always big on writing, too, so she kind of pushed that interest into my brain. And it was just something I really enjoyed doing. I was really great at it, even from a young age. Like, there was this story. I had a – and don't get sad. Like, it's totally okay. I had a little sister who had passed away. And so I wrote this like book about like it was the night she died or something. And I was in like first grade and I was at a Catholic school. So like God was kind of forced down my throat, but it was like, Jesus took her away and the angels. I don't know. It was just this like very dramatic retelling of something. I don't even remember, but like, I wrote it out and it was like passed around the whole school and everyone was like, Crystal, this is so good. And I was like, Thanks. It's trauma. (laughs) Um, So like I started really young and then I got to high school and I was kind of writing poems and short stories and didn't take that very far. I actually kind of stopped in like my twenties because I, you know, started having kids and time escaped me. Um, But then that event that I wrote the book about happened. It was actually, I ended up, living with a murderer very briefly yeah so and there was i I know you have to sell books but i have to stop you and say (laughs) i want you to give us as much detail as you can can. uh without spoiling the book because obviously everybody should uh go buy your book well now you know this person is a murderer but um i would have never guessed i know (laughs) so i was dating this guy at the time and 
we were trying to get out of our crappy apartment and an old friend from high school like happened to reach out to him and they were like he was like hey i'm buying this house in this neighborhood that you guys really like you should come and be like my roommates and we can split this payment up you know three ways and we're like okay yeah cool i was like 20 at the time i didn't know any better so we are starting to move all of our stuff in and then we didn't have keys yet and he was like mia we were trying to show my boyfriend's mom the house and he was like nowhere to be found we couldn't get in so we're like okay whatever and then the next weekend we move in and he was like oh sorry i had a party i was away all weekend also there was a fire in the basement and we're like well okay let's replace this stuff so we're like painting the walls and he like had new carpet put in and everything and days go by and we're like okay whatever we're there for about two months at this point and we get a notification that this guy's ex-girlfriend has been missing like a missing persons report has been filed and he was like, oh, yeah, she's crazy. She probably ran off with her boyfriend. And we're like, okay, cool. That's messed up, though. And then about a month later, the crime lab is at our house. And they're like, hey, you can't go into your home. Sorry. Do you have somewhere else to go? We'll let you know when you can come back in. But this is an active crime scene. We're like, oh, my God. What? <laughs> what okay so yeah it was pretty insane um and then we were like well we're actually going out of town for a wedding and like we were going to visit his parents that weekend so we're like can we at least just get clothes and like we can have our cell phone numbers like call us if you need us kind of thing because like we're not under investigation are we and they're like no right Um, you're good And so then that weekend we get this call. We were like, we had just sat down to dinner. We just got to where his parents lived. It was like three hours away. And we get this phone call and they're like, yeah, your roommate, Josh, um, he's, he's here in the homicide unit. Um, He murdered his ex-girlfriend in your house. Oh my God. And we're like, cool, 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 cool. Oh my God. And then, my boyfriend ended up going overseas. He was in the National Guard. So I had to go in and testify against this guy in court. And like, oh we found God. out that all that painting we were doing, he had tried to burn her in our basement. Oh my God. Oh. We, were painting, we were painting over this woman's ashes. Uh, oh my God. So you helped uh, cover up a murder. Um, so, uh, well, obviously, they didn't see it that way, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> or else I would not be here. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so we – it was obviously very traumatizing. I uh, yeah. will occasionally oh bring God. it up in therapy, and this has been almost 14 years now. And, uh, yeah, it was really messed up. So, And then we found out that he was also abusing her, like some domestic <laughs> violence was happening. So I wrote this book. It's actually not very long. It's more of like a short story, but still like it's still a lot of work. Um, I wrote this book. It actually got picked up in the local news because I have a lot of journalist friends. I used to work for a journalist journalism organization. I got to the news and I was like, Hey, all of the proceeds are going back to domestic violence organizations. And like the victim's mother, she had set up an organization too. So she got, 
a good chunk of that money. And then I just donated to all the different organizations in Indiana. And I was like, I'm not keeping this money. So buy this book and you're actually kind of doing good for the world. So I ended up donating probably almost a thousand dollars worth of sales to violence organizations. Wow. So yeah, it was, it was an intense thing. It was worth it to get all of that out. It actually felt really good to kind of let all of that out finally. Cause you know, it's been, it's been terrible. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So yeah, I wrote that. Um, and then I do a lot of just kind of silly writing outside of baseball. I used to cover the like democratic um, debates, but make it hmm. funny. It was basically like I was grading the debaters and their line of the night. And then just whatever stupid things they happen to say on stage. Yeah. And people, I put, I started posting them on Twitter and people were like, these are funny. <laughs> and like, I don't know you, Zach, you know, socks machine, Josh, Josh mm-hmm. Nelson. He was like, I love these. I look forward to them every single debate because your recaps are hilarious. And I was like, oh, thanks. So, yeah, I just do a lot of weird writing and then spooky writing. And now I'm working on a children's book. Hmm. Are you really? I am. That's so cool. What, uh, whatever you can tell us. Tell me more about that. Um, it, well, it's mostly for girls, but it can be inclusive. It's kind of just about the names that you hear as a kid. Like you're so bossy, you're not sharing your toys or you're so weird. And all of these like negative things as a kid and how you can spin that into a positive thing. Like you're so bossy, but then, you know, you grow up and you're CEO of a fortune 500 company. So yeah, kind of that, how, don't internalize these negative things because they can come out positive. That's, it's cool I, that's cool. I've always been curious. What is the difference in like the process between, you know, planning and plotting things out when you're writing a children's book, as opposed to something that's intended for adults. <laughs> so it's been an, an interesting kind of thing because I'm kind of sitting here writing this out and my husband has wrote, children's books before he's also an author and an illustrator and so he's illustrating this book but we've kind of sent it out and i've like sent him different drafts of it for him to kind of go over and look at it and he was like you know this is really good this is this is such a big jump from the last thing i went through and edited because it was the book about murder but it's just been weird because obviously i have to like tame down my language and it's not traumatizing to write about but it's just kind of me needing to like shift in this mindset of something good and positive. And that's been super challenging because I'm either writing about baseball, which is usually negative or murder, which is super negative. So it's just kind of shifting into that, like happy, like, I don't know, happy, uplifting mode. (laughs) That's it's a different mood. It's murder. Kind of, it, murder is notoriously a pretty negative yeah. subject. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so funny that we're putting baseball in that bloody category now. Not in the same category as murder. yeah, you know, murder. But just the idea baseball. that writing and talking about baseball is like inherently negative and depressing. It's like there are days we are getting inside covered where I'm just like, oh my gosh, I hate baseball. Actually, like I will never watch the sport again. Just like baseball. Um, okay. Very quickly, before we get to the baseball part, 
I understand being a person who uh, has spent a lot of time in Chicago. You are probably very familiar with a lot of Chicago things. And uh, I would expect that you come out on the pro Chicago hot dog end of the debate as opposed to there is the no, correct. You are the anti part of it. As opposed to the correct anti whatever this abomination upon what is already an amalgamation of leftover pig stuff. Uh, so anyways, your thoughts on the Chicago hot dog. <laughs> Understand that there will be no judgment from Zach on this answer. I think that you should just let people eat what you want, what they want to eat. Ooh, boring answer. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even, I don't even eat hot dogs. Um, I think probably the best, probably the best thing. Yeah, honestly. They are so nasty. Um, but I just had this big birthday party. My son, his birthday is in July. So we had this big baseball birthday party and I wanted it to look like a concession stand for all the snacks. And I had all of the like fixings for a Chicago dog. And I put like a sign up and I was like, this is how you build it step by step. I had every single thing you needed for it and nobody touched it. There were like Which, maybe two people that they, were like, oh, I'm going to eat a Chicago dog. There were more chili dogs consumed. Yep. And I was like, we're not even in Cincinnati. What are we that doing? That all tracks. That, that, I think that should be a sign that the Chicago hot dog is not something that comes naturally, but it's something that is actually like, you know, built into like the identity of being from Chicago. Like, oh, I, you gotta, gotta eat the Chicago hot dog. And, and then we trick ourselves into liking it. And yeah. I will say though, the more I think about it, the more I do come to see, like, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from with the pickle spear kind of being the line where it's like, that's a lot. I, did get no pickle the last time I had one. <laughs> I will fully, I will fully admit. Uh, but that doesn't invalidate the entire damn process. Um, <laughs> also, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, hot dogs are like the best example of like how branding trumps uh, what a thing actually is. Because like, is everybody in America, movie? everybody in America knows what's in a hot dog, and it's objectively disgusting. But do we like, actually know? Like, well, I mean, like we. Like, I think. I think just about like everybody too. knows. We know that, that we don't know. There are well, knowns and there are known right. unknowns. I, I think. I think generally, you ask any American, "What's in a hot dog?" They're going to say it's it's disgusting. Whatever it is, it's gross. It's just but. But right, but uh, we all eat it. Like a lot of people eat oh. it, and, and and there's no, like everyone's just like yeah yeah, yeah we know. And I'm among them. I love hot dogs. And it's this branding thing of like, well, what's more American than hamburgers and hot dogs on the grill or a hot dog at a baseball game? And like that, you, you just like that branding beats all because like, yeah, 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 I'll eat leftover pig stuff. Which, okay, to be fair, though, that's been like a part of cuisine for like, I mean, farts and haggis is a thing, you know? True, true. Stomach and and like also that. illegal in the United States. So. I, I like Braunschweiger and that's like liver. Mm -hmm. But that's just because I'm German and that's what my grandpa taught me. Braunschweiger yeah, but I, I feel like... I feel like that's part of an animal. And it's like, okay, we've learned how to cook this part of the animal. The the hot dog is just like, I don't know. What do we do with all this crap that's on the ground? I don't know. Yeah. Ground it all together? 
it's like is, is a hot dog a ravioli <laughs> is it a sandwich that's all that is a good question i think a hot dog is a sandwich if you think a hamburger is a sandwich that's a fair point so the there, before we do get onto the baseball, there's one more Chicago food thing, and I okay. swear to God, I swear to God, I wrote this into our notes before certain before segments of, of White Sox Twitter decided to start like lobbing nukes at each other and start coming at each other's throats. <laughs> what I'm just, what is what are your thoughts on the uh, the deep dish versus thin crust tavern style discourse? You know, or do you have a preference or just, I, I love tavern style. And I love Pequod's. Mm. And Gino's East surprisingly has phenomenal thin crust pizza. Um, but I will say when my husband and I started dating, our first date was at Lou's because I mm. hadn't had it in forever. And he was like, oh, there's one a block away. And I was like, okay, cool. But I don't think that one's the best by any means. That's just Lou's is for the tourists. Not that yeah. it's bad. It's just... That's a tourist trap. Um, I yeah, I defer to Geno's usually if I'm gonna if I'm gonna get one of those joints. But like honestly, I I'm gonna get deep. People hate on Giordano's, and I'm not really sure why. To be honest, it's like it's fine. fine. It's fine. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna need to rely on you guys to. Uh, so oh, right, I, I, here. I so I told Zach the other day as a birthday gift, uh, a good friend of mine, Sagittarius gang. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My birthday was on Saturday, oh, and. And as a gift, uh, one of my best friends it said he's going to get me tickets and we're going to go to Chicago for a long weekend. Because he, he went to Chicago over the summer. He had a lot of fun. And I've always except said, no, I, I would like to – except I told him to try Malort and he hated it. Oh, God. Um, yeah. I to, I, and I phrased it too. I was just like, hey, I know this guy. I know a couple people who are like <laughs> Chicago natives. And they're like, you got to try Malort. No. And he was only like, all right, cool. Like let's that. do it. And he – and. He hated it, but uh, as he should. And the, my, my favorite part of that story is that he was sitting next to a Chicago native who saw him and his friend ordering, said nothing, watched them try it, hate it, and then the guy looks at them and goes, yeah, I don't know why that's a thing here. And my friend was like, you could have stopped us. But uh, Yeah, I would have done that. I will be going to Chicago this spring for a long weekend. We're not going in the winter because we're not insane. Um so I'm going to need to be relying on uh, on you guys and all my Chicago native friends for the food spots to hit that are not the touristy places. Because I know have, I know that's a thing. I know <laughs> I know like you know uh, what's the what's the place in Philadelphia that's like the two places that are like famous for cheesesteaks. Um, I forget the I names. Know, but really. It's like I've been to Philly like, like once in my life. <laughs> there's like these two restaurants that are across the street yeah. from each other, and it's like just two people's names, and it's like that's the place that tourists go for cheesesteaks. Mm. But the Philadelphia natives say, "Yeah, yeah, you don't go there. You really want a good Philly cheesesteak? You go like this place or that place." Go to the. That's what there. I. Yeah, that's what I want from you guys. Is like not the touristy trap for like this is the deep dish, pizza place. But like they're like no legit. This, we'll get it if we do a, if we do a we have time to do a live episode when you come in. We'll get the pizza in here and yeah, we'll man. get a hot dog and we'll do a whole the whole shebang. You know. <laughs> oh man, you're gonna have me do. Uh, you know what? We'll have me. I'll do malort. I'll do malort <laughs> on the live podcast. I'll do it. It'll be terrible, but <laughs> I will say, Crystal, you should have seen the look on over the summer when Mikey Ahedo came into town and. Me and him and Janice took like did Malort shots before we left somewhere. And he wanted to do more. He liked it. He 
really viscerally enjoyed it. Not in a way that was like, oh, this actually isn't as bad as people say. Like, liked it, but absolute um, animal. Yes. So I I say that now and like watch me enjoy it. You will. Like watch me sit down and like we're gonna do this live episode and it's gonna be like, oh, Ben's gonna try my lord. It's gonna be terrible. And I drink it. I'm like, actually, it's pretty good. We're gonna have Justin parodies do a whole graphic. (laughs) I'm gonna have like this existential crisis where I'm just like, oh god, I like my lord. I'm that person. <laughs> the entire concept of this podcast is just out the window. <laughs> just like, who am I really, though? Oh my Jack's god! Jack's gonna cut it. And be like, you've ruined everything. <laughs> we will. I'm like now planning this live. We have to have Janice on too. We'll have to bring oh, her gosh. in. All star, all star. It'll be great. All star um, panel. Anyways, I want to move on to baseball. The baseball. central question of this podcast, generally, uh, you are a baseball fan. Uh, I'm told. Uh, <laughs> it says here in my notes. Uh, <laughs> uh, what is it about the sport of baseball specifically that you love? There are a lot of sports out there, but what is it about baseball specifically that is the thing that you love about that sport that other sports don't have? Ooh, that other sports don't have. Well, other sports don't have Tim Anderson. I will say that. That is true. I love that about baseball. Um, but Baseball was something that I was just kind of raised on. My family's a big sports family. My grandpa used to plop me down in front of the TV and we'd watch WGN. Unfortunately, it was a lot of Cubs games, but it is what it is. It was baseball. Um, But funny enough, all of the women in my family were bigger sports fans. So like my mom was really into hockey. My aunt was really into baseball. She got me into baseball. And it's actually like even in my baby book about how I love to do the seventh inning stretch and I love baseball. So it was just kind of one of those things when I think about it, I just think about growing up and chilling with my grandpa and going to watch a bunch of games with my aunt when she lived in Chicago. You know, we would do kind of those crosstown ones. She was big Cubs fan, so we did spend a lot of time at Wrigley growing up. But like she was one of those Cubs fans that says, you know, we cheer for the city. So if the White Sox are, are doing okay, or if there's an afternoon where we're free, we can go see the White Sox. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. So, Oh, interesting. Is that like a sin in Chicago? I feel like – give it. Like, is there – is there, there, there are people who will give you for it, but it's like <laughs> – Yeah. Well, I, I wonder if there is that it's, rivalry it's, at all or if it's like – so like I know in my area, in Baltimore and D.C., there's not really a rivalry between the Nationals and the Orioles or uh, the Ravens and the football team in football um, because it's sort of like we're in different uh, leagues, you know, ALNL and all that. So it's like, yeah, if we're playing each other, there's sort of a friendly rivalry. But, like, I root for the Nats, and I, I'll shoot even football. I'll, I'm not, like, super invested in the football team because that would be just uh, horrible. but just to be that would be miserable but like i'll root for them i have no problem with them so i wasn't sure if there's like that same kind of dynamic in chicago where it's like yeah you know whatever sure i'll root for the cubs or the white Sox. there i mean i wouldn't root for the cubs now like i (laughs) loathe them with my entire being but (laughs) so that sounds like the opposite i know it is but That was just her mentality. So that's just how I got to a lot of baseball games. And that's how I grew to love it. And she'd explain it to me. And 
it was just one of those things where it was kind of like our little thing and I, I loved it and I grew to love it even more. And it got to the point where I was like schooling men at bars because, you know, I'd be watching a game and they're like, oh, are you doing this for your boyfriend? I'm like, no, dude, like, fuck off. I'm doing this for me. <laughs> this is my yeah, sport. I, that is a thing that, like, I can't even imagine that 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 female sports fans must get all of the time where it's constantly like, you don't even know. Can you even name, like, one player on the team? And it's like, I, I it's it's – it's so I can't conceptualize it because I, I grew up with a mom who is like a diehard baseball fan, and both my both my parents. So I'm just like, yeah, yeah, baseball, whatever. But like, I, I, it's I, that must be so freaking obnoxious. Like, <laughs> it's, it's bad. The amount of yeah. stuff I get on Twitter from people like Zach, you might remember this. I made a comment about because Dylan C's had a rough start. And they made a comment about how I would prefer Michael Kopech at this point starting. And everyone was like, oh, my God, you were so wrong. And this is why. And they're like mansplaining baseball to me. And I was like, bro, if you take any of my tweets seriously, that's a fault on your behalf in the first place. But also the beauty of this is that I'm allowed to have an opinion. Also, I get paid to write about this sport. So, so like, you don't have yeah. to tell me. You don't have to read what I write. But this is my opinion based on what I have seen so far this season. Yeah, I feel like like that should never happen to any female sports fan, period. But especially if you are like writing about the sport, you are like paid to write about the sport, you've got the credentials. Like, <laughs> I know a little bit. Especially <laughs> like it, it's not like, yeah, I'm just writing about it for my boyfriend. Like, <laughs> no. Well, I just think Kopech is hot, so he should yeah. be starting. Did you get the uh, the good old burst, 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 burst. club quote tweet all up in <laughs> all up in your business? I'm going to take that out, but <laughs> bro, say one bad word on Twitter about burst, burst, and he will find you. This <laughs> um, is just a and I love one of those um, too. That was the thing. Like I love both of them. It was just it, we're at that point where I was like, oh my gosh, I love yeah. The, the thing that I always come back to with this this whole conversation is the study or whatever poll they did in the UK a few years ago when it, it's only like one in eight men thinks they can get a point off of Serena Williams. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and it's just once you see that level of delusion, yeah. nothing is surprising, I guess. It's just ugh. my <laughs> replies and my DMs are insane. Like I went private for a while after that because there were so many people that didn't even follow me because people were just like quote tweeting me and calling me an idiot and like all these other names. And I'm like, bro, it is a silly opinion on Twitter. I don't care about your feelings or what you think. Like, sorry, I'm mean all the time. Like, I don't care about you. Um, but yeah, I had all these like attack replies in my DMs. So like I turned my DMs off for a long time. I went private for a while and I was like, guys, go to therapy. Like you were yelling <laughs> at a woman who shared a baseball opinion. Go yeah. to therapy. It oh will help. God. Anything better to do with your time. Do like, I have a code for better help? Because I will give it to you. Get, just, oh my God. I I have the utmost sympathy for every woman who is a sports writer on Twitter because God, I cannot even imagine the DMs. It's 
it somehow got worse too when I got wow. verified. It got ugly. <laughs> really? Although I also recently had someone that sent me a DM and they're like, hey, so is Jerry going to spend any money? And I was like, D- I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk to him. <laughs> how do I know? I do not work in the front. I write about this. I don't know how I actually got verified. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> All right, so uh, being a baseball fan, I want to ask. This is why it's so depressing. Yes, yeah, yeah. Just like, just like murder, as we've already established. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, baseball stadiums. I want to know how many have you been to? What's your favorite? And um, also, when you go to a baseball game. Is there uh, like something, uh, a food item or something like I always got to get this thing at a baseball game or even like a specific, hey, when I go to, uh, you know, a White Sox game, when I go to a Cubs game, wherever you may go, uh, this is the specific thing I got to get or whatever it might be. So, yeah, all of that. <laughs> um, I've been, I think, about 10 or 11 stadiums now. I think that's about where I'm at. Oh, wow. Um, I mean, when you, you live in the Midwest, you're driving distance. of. I mean, and especially when that's you true, live in yeah. the Midwest, you're like, six hours? Oh, I can do that. <laughs> Let's drive to wherever. So I do. Like, over the summer, I was like, hey – Random, but you want to drive to Pittsburgh this weekend so I can see Andrew McCutcheon play probably his last game. And my cousin was like, yep. So we drove my children to Pittsburgh on a whim. Um, uh, can I say as somebody who has two children, uh, God bless you for driving <laughs> your children all the way to Pittsburgh. How long of a drive is that? It was about five hours. Yeah. Okay. And how old were they at the time? They're a little older. My son had just turned 11. My daughter okay. is eight and a half. Well, she's about to be nine. Okay. She was eight and a half. Okay. That's, 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 that's more bearable. Yeah. I have, so I have an 11 year old and I have a five year old. Oh yeah. The five year old. Uh, yeah. No, I couldn't even imagine. My wife was like throwing out ideas like a week ago. She was like, we should go to like New York city sometime. And I'm like, not with a five year old. We're not. <laughs> Especially, I have a five-year-old who's like super full of energy, like mm-hmm. one well, of those kids. Favorite, yeah. I have to, I have to give him melatonin gummies at night for him to fall asleep. Otherwise, he will like do that's cartwheels until midnight. Kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, so I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. Episode awesome. takeaway: Ben Palmer drugs his children. <laughs> I drug, I drug. You know what? I drug my five-year-old every night, and I love it. I should have known the second I said <laughs> that. Can you say your full name again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I um, get these over the counter. They're legal. <laughs> but my kids are used to driving to and from Chicago a lot, and that's mm-hmm. that's three hours. So, I mean, they're no stranger to longer car rides. Um, but, yeah, so we went on a whim. By the way, PNC is my all-time favorite ballpark. That's what I've heard, that it PNC is, is incredible. Yeah, It's just gorgeous. The views are incredible. It's The food is phenomenal. Like, you always have to get pierogies while you're there. Because if you go oh, to Pittsburgh and you do not get a pierogi, then you didn't actually go to Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. So that's my go-to is the pierogi in Pittsburgh. Mm, I like that. Um, best ballpark. I could take a million pictures there. And it was amazing because, like I said, I saw Andrew McCutcheon, and now he is a free agent. Who knows if he's going to play next season. So I was like, I need to be there. He's my favorite. Um, I have to be there for, like, 
potentially his last game. Um, is he your favorite player? Is, he is. Is that he's your favorite player? What What about Andrew McCutcheon? What so makes him your favorite player? He was he was in he was on the Indianapolis Indians, and mm. we are the same age. Oh. So I watched all of his minor league career. In fact, there were only two years that I have not seen him in person play, and that was the year he was injured. So that was 2019, and then last year, obviously, because we couldn't go to games. Um, I have went like to multiple states, even like I've seen him in DC when he was on the Giants. Like I travel for Andrew McCutcheon. I love him. What did you think of Nats Park? I'm curious. It was pretty cool, actually. I liked the park. I thought yeah. it was fun. Um, we got there and they were passing out like free energy drinks, so that was cool. <laughs> um, and then I happened to be in DC when um, your hockey team. The Capitals. Yeah, the Capitals. The cap- we happened to be there the weekend they won the Stanley Cup. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was wild in D.C. when they won it the was. Stanley We Cup. could hear everything from our hotel room. It was just insane. Yeah. But yeah, they brought the Stanley Cup to that game that I was at. So we got to see the Cup. Oh, like, yeah. I actually remember that. I remember yeah. that, yeah. It was just wild, but it was so much fun. So I, I think that also helped that experience. And the beers were pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nats Park is is nice. I I yeah. I think it's I think it's a nice park. I wouldn't say it's like amazing, but it's yeah. it's definitely a nice little park. You get, get the back. you get the backdrop of cranes doing endless construction in DC Beautiful. as they as they do always <laughs> and forever. <laughs> it was I mean it was good. It was a no, nice It's a nice park. I like it. It's a good beer selection. The the food's pretty solid. Yeah. It's I'd recommend it. it yeah. Do you have any uh, favorite food items or stuff at Sox Park? Heroes forever. Guaranteed rate field. Right. I, I do not see it. <laughs> I do not hear it. I do not speak it. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no churros. There's mm-hmm. no. which would any particular flavor? I well, I love vanilla. That's mm-hmm. always just. I just love vanilla everything. So that one's probably my absolute favorite. But if you hand me one, I will eat it. I, f- um, not I feel like churros are one of the few things that have not gone up in price astronomically in recent years. I do often end up around like the sixth or seventh inning thinking to myself, like, I don't want to spend another 15 bucks on, you know, I go to enough games where I rarely even eat in the stadium anymore anyway. But I always seem to find room for like a $4 churro, you know? The, the um, garlic and Parmesan fries are pretty good though, too. That whole, I think the fry stand was um, mm-hmm. was Janice's rec- one of Janice's recommendations when um, those fries are good. She was on. I had the poutine sounds- ones this year and they were shockingly good. For be, I mean, it's just like you know, bagged gravy and cheese curds, right. probably, but <laughs> shockingly good. <laughs> that I don't good. know if I can have Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever, Crystal, if you ever make your way to Camden Yards, I I pitch it every single time I'm on the. I mention it. I have been there. Crab dip waffle fries. I've heard. I've, the best. I have been there. That is also such a cool ballpark. The best. I. That walking into Camden Yards just does something. The first time of the season when I walk into Camden Yards, it's just this because I've been to so many Orioles games, like just mm-hmm. an absurd amount of Orioles games. I've seen so many 
great games, so many awful, heartbreaking games. More actually awful, heartbreaking yes, games. Probably more. Oh yeah, a lot. I was I've mentioned this before. I was at the thirty to three game. So like, yeah, lots of really bad games. Um, but man, I just I love that park dearly. Okay, I really do. It's special. But, yeah. But crab dip waffle fries, always great. Uh, you're going to hate me, Zach, but I was told by my friend when we go to Chicago, I have to limit myself to one baseball game. I'm sorry. It's going to be Wrigley. I know. I know. It's it's not. Look, I like the White Sox more than I like the Cubs. But like, no, if, you, if, you, if you're going to, for, to like, if you have to pick one and you've been to neither, you you got to do. I have that. to. I don't have a choice. <laughs> I don't have a choice. Look, if, if anything, if it helps, I've heard that. Uh, the seats are bad and uncomfortable. Have fun in the troughs, bro. Yeah, it does. <laughs> oh man, like do they have? Do they have pee troughs? We had this conversation like three episodes. Ago. I didn't. No, no, no I, I we I know we've talked about pee troughs. I didn't know that they have those at Wrigley. No, that was with because Drew was talking about them at oh, Wrigley. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God. It's, well, I'll just even hold they it. did that whole ass redo and they still have Perfect. troughs in there, like. <laughs> Just, Ooh, why? Just why? some respect to the Ernie Banks statue. That's like the only there you go. <laughs> joy at Wrigley. <laughs> yeah, I'll. Uh, that's where I'm gonna. Ha- I tried to pitch both. I was like, "Look, I got to go to a White Sox game too." And he was. My friend is not a big baseball fan, mm-hmm. and uh, he was like, "I'm gonna have to limit you to one baseball." Game. <laughs> like, All right, fine. We'll go to Wrigley. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I know none of my yeah. none of my friends like care about baseball at all. It's really it's neither do mine. Neither do mine. Right, exactly. Talk to strangers on the internet about baseball because my friends hate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. So I do want to ask one last baseball question before we uh, move on to sort of more random stuff. And I always enjoy asking this one uh, What is the coolest baseball moment that you have seen live in person? That's a good question. If um, there is one, ever seen anything cool? I'm ever. gonna. So th- this will show that I have been to too many Cubs games, but I was there um, for Wilson Contreras' first at bat. That was a home run. Like stepped up to the plate. Oh, that's cool. Home run. That was kind of cool to see, just because you know he was so new. And then, but at that yeah. same game, because this was on my birthday, that same game they were playing the Pirates. And Andrew McCutcheon got a home run. Oh, okay. Uh, so that was just a cool game. I mean, it was my birthday. It was Andrew McCutcheon. And good memory. Yeah. Good for Wilson, yeah. I guess. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I guess that was a big deal for Wilson. <laughs> that was fun. Like, I really enjoyed that game. Yeah, that's super cool. I, I love that. Um, that's really cool. Zach, you look like you're about to say something, but then oh I'll no, say, I was just wondering. Do you want to do want to throw in the one last question here? Baseball? Okay. So do it. Go ahead. We'll do one more baseball question. So, Why not? Um some breaking news. Uh the phone just rang and uh much to the chagrin of the entire baseball watching community, um something terrible has befallen Rob Manfred. And uh I've just received word that Crystal O'Keefe is the new commissioner of baseball. Um <laughs> second in the line of duty as uh as we all send our thoughts and prayers to good old Robbie boy. So as commissioner of baseball, what is the first thing you do? 
um, remove that World Series from the Astros. <laughs> that's, an, that's a good one. Usually people say, like, the first thing people go to is blackouts or pay minor leaders, both of which are great answers. Yeah. But that's that's a good one. That's a good but Yeah, one. I would take that. Although, yes, I do agree with the minor leaguers because they do have a special place in my heart. But, man, I was so pissed about that, so I would take that away from them. Mm-hmm. Well, now yeah, that they're getting even more bloody special treatment with this verbal yeah. thing, too. Uh, like, well, that, that was know. so stupid. I know. Yeah, it's that's. Yeah, that's I hate them. I think I have <laughs> I have a really conflicted feeling. Like, obviously, all that's awful, but then like the uh, uh, my team's GM is a former oh, Astro. <laughs> Though, I, from what I understand, Mike Elias had nothing to do with <laughs> no any GM. of that. He had no knowledge of and it. And you know what? <laughs> that's good enough for me. <laughs> I'm just really like bitter about the Astros yeah. in general, and like I'm a mean person. So. <laughs> I'm just feeling vindictive, mm-hmm. and after what they did to the White Sox in that first round, I'm just like, screw it. You don't get a World Series. You're done. <laughs> You're out. We'll always have yep. Larry Garcia. No, that's that's not. A, that's <laughs> or at least for three more years, we will have him. That's not a bad answer at all. Um, okay, before we move on to the uh, random stuff, I want to take a quick beat here for oh, what will be. Ah, you forgot an ad break. We I did to do a quick little ad break. And we'll just have a beat, which is now. That's it. That's all. What a great ad break. For the listeners, the that was like a whole 30 seconds. Uh, for, for us, us it, it, was was, it was nothing. It was nothing. Yeah, get, get, picture, get Pictureless Plus if that's the ad. Is that what we're selling? I don't know. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's a uh, better help, actually. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's Pictureless Plus. Sometimes it's some... Uh, Hopefully the sponsor does not listen to this podcast because I don't remember. It's some gambling site, uh, which, you know, great. Yeah. Use that promo code. Get like or the don't. money and do That's the fine. thing. Or don't. You know what? You know what? Yeah. I'm not a cop. Crypto, like do, what you want. do what you want. Um, anyways, <laughs> we're going to move on to the more random grab bag section of the podcast. And the very first thing we want to ask you is the order of operations trifecta. We are going to ask you three things, and we want to know the order in which you do those three things. So, number one, when you get dressed, socks or pants first? Pants. Hmm. That was a quick answer. I like it. Okay. Decisive. Decisive. Very cool. Number two, in the order of operations trifecta, if you eat cereal and you have milk with the cereal, as most do, which comes first? The cereal. Standard. That tracks. Mm-hmm. It tracks. 27 for 28. 26 for 27. <laughs> no, yeah. Was, no, no, no. We had, um, shoot, what was it? A, few, a couple episodes ago, we had somebody who was like, no, Did, I get that. Oh, oh that was, right? was it Drew? Because he literally Drew. worked with Jake. <laughs> or no, no, Drew doesn't work with Jake. No, or because they, I don't know. He, he knew the whole thing, whatever. There is yeah, a, yeah. There's someone who puts the milk before the cereal, and they shall not be named, but it's it's a thing. It's a whole God thing. God bless him. I, we, we, we give him a lot of crap for the milk before cereal, but I love Jake Seeley to death. I love that man. <laughs> Good thing he, he is, works he is, athletic and has better things to do than listen to a yeah. Where we he is, he is, he is a he is a delight of a person. I've had the pleasure of talking with him a few times, and he's wonderful. Um, and to still has the coolest podcasting background ever. He really does. He's, a, he's got he like a whole bunch of his merchandise. milk in before the cereal. 
but he and does it's that. Just Look, all invalidated. No one's perfect. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, do you have a favorite and or least favorite baseball movie? Um, my least favorite is Field of Dreams. <laughs> oh my goodness! Why? <laughs> Finally, I've been waiting like thirty five episodes for someone to say that. Zach, you knew I disdained for that. We had a whole thing in Slack. I we did. You're right. I compl- honestly, I completely forgot about it until just now. But uh, um, I loved the game. Loved that game. Hate that movie. Um, and then my favorite, wait. Why do you hate the movie? I gotta know. It's just so stupid. Like, <laughs> like that girl. Okay, a girl that chokes on the hot dog. Like that part was dumb. Just the. It's so cheesy, and I don't like it. I think it's terrible. But you put Moneyball in front of me, and I will quote that entire movie from start to Moneyball's, finish. Moneyball's fantastic. It's my favorite. It makes me cry. Like, I don't cry. Like, I'm not an emotional person, and Moneyball makes me cry. Really? I think there might be something wrong. There's, like, an imbalance somewhere. No, no, no. I mean, Moneyball is – so Moneyball is one of my favorites ever. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. So I will, I will say Field of Dreams is not – a perfect movie like by any stretch at all but and yes like the story is a little weird and wonky and like yeah don't think about it too hard also let's but, have a catch what is that oh yeah, yeah no i'm with you i'm with you have a catch is a sin like, it's play catch you play catch you're right for I will, I will, Scott crystal you're gonna have to you have yeah to i know that that is a hill i will die on nick <laughs> nick thinks it's have a catch because he's an idiot i'm just kidding i love you nick but also, you're an idiot. Have a catch. You don't have. It's a game. Play catch. There's a game. There's rules. You catch the ball. That's the point of the game. Anyways, but you're talking yourself. You're telling yourself why it's bad. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I just the thing that I I do really love about Field of Dreams is like how much the movie loves baseball. Like it's it's truly a movie made by people who love baseball, and there's just this this. I, I give old people mostly a lot of crap for over romanticizing the sport of baseball. I think that's where a lot of the unwritten rules and all that garbage comes from is like, you know, baseball is this special monolith that we have to, you know, maintain. And it's not. But as somebody who loves baseball, it's also hard for me to not get romantic about baseball. <laughs> and Field of Dreams is very romantic about baseball, I think, uh, a lot of times. Romance is corny. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, not, and, I don't say that pejoratively necessarily. It just, you know, it is. <laughs> and great pun, by the way, corny and Field of Dreams is in the middle oh of the cornfield. I, I had to write. I, well, no, I didn't have to write. I chose to write a couple different things about that game for two different sites. And I used as many corn puns as I could. <laughs> so, which, which you should. <laughs> So they're doing it again next year, though, which is like Cubs. I know. Well, like, are they going to do the whole weird like Kevin Costner coming out of the corn and that whole thing, which was like it worked the one time because it was so absurd that you couldn't even believe what you were watching. Like you're just next year. I'm just not going to maybe not even just because of the Cubs. It's going to be like, oh, ha. like, are they going to try that again? It's cl- just a classic example of baseball fumbling the fucking bag because there are so many yeah. baseball movies out there where you could do the exact same thing for a different movie for 20 years and it would be just as fresh. 
and you yeah. just know they're going to run this straight into the ground. They will. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that Field of Dreams is always billed as like the greatest baseball movie of all time. I don't love that. I, I don't love that. But I don't know. It's just also it deals with this theme. This is the last thing I'll say about it. It deals with this theme that I love in movies, which is uh, recognizing that your parents aren't anything other than human beings who are flawed human beings. Like Field of Dreams deals with that a lot because I think you know when you're a kid, you see your parents often as as these monoliths. They're like they're like these these perfect creatures or or imperfect creatures, but they're they're different from other people. They're your parents, and I think there's there's something <clears throat> so interesting about the realization that your parents are just human beings like you who are making it up as they go along and are, you know, just flawed people and field of dreams touches on that a good bit. So uh, that's, that's just a theme I'm a sucker for. But anyways, I totally understand the people who don't like it though. I, I, you know, that's not a, that's not a hill I'm going to die on. Look, we, 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 we only did the, uh, or sorry, <laughs> before we go on anything else to say, I thought I was interrupting you. Sorry, but uh, we only did. We only we didn't even we didn't do the trifecta, Ben. We left it as a, a duo. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I failed. I am a failure. <laughs> Zach, thank you. There can I only be win. one, and I am the host uh, of the show now. <laughs> <laughs> Zach's like, look at me. <laughs> I am the captain now. Um, oh my goodness! You are absolutely right. We did not cap off the trifecta. The trifecta, order of operations trifecta, to make it a trifecta, when you brush your teeth, toothpaste or water first? I put the toothpaste on first. And then water? And then water, yes. Okay. Uh, you, the bristles. Yeah, yeah. Ben, we have to come up with a better way of phrasing that one because there's always yeah. the confusion of whether we're just saying like – because it's – I do water, toothpaste, water – but also toothpaste water, I find to be a valid answer. I find oh, everything man. to be valid, to be clear, except for just straight toothpaste. Because like, yeah, dude, I gotta, I, I gotta tell you, uh, uh, I have to bring this up because I had a conversation with my wife about this. And I'm just gonna throw her under the bus entirely. So <laughs> she brushes your wife. I know, I know, right? Um, she she brushes her teeth in like a way that I cannot comprehend. She will sit there and she will walk around the bedroom, like picking out her outfit and stuff with a toothbrush <laughs> in her mouth. And I'm like, <laughs> like not like like she'll brush a little bit and then just leave it in her mouth and she's like doing stuff. And um and then and then she does not swish and spit after she's done. She just like wets the toothbrush, gets a little water off the toothbrush, and she's done. And I'm like, what happens to the rest of the toothpaste? I don't know. She says that the water from the toothbrush is enough. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And you're just, just like lying there, head on the pillow, <laughs> eyes wide open. I brought this up to her. I, you know, I, I always knew. I always knew that she like walks around and does stuff with a toothbrush in her mouth, which is whatever. Fine. It's weird to me, but people are people are different. And you know what? Honestly. Good for her that she can multitask that way. I, you know, I wish I could because if I walk around with a toothbrush in my mouth, I'm like, you know, dribbling spit. It's a woman but, thing. We are excellent at multitasking. Oh yeah, 
That's awesome. But then, like, yeah, it was like a week ago. I she was brushing her teeth and she finished and she just like puts the toothbrush away and I'm like, wait, do you not like you don't swish and spit after you brush your teeth? She's like, no, 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 the water off the toothpaste off the toothbrush is fine. I'm like, what? Like just. Well, it was really nice knowing you, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't listen to this podcast, please. She's only she just does. in the background making eye contact with you sometimes. No, no, no. She she's upstairs. I don't know if she can hear me. Let's see if I have any texts from her. No, I don't. So you know, she's asleep um, or doing something else. But anyways, I'm glad we capped off the trifecta. Yes, we uh, did get to the trifecta. So yes. Um, Continue. Next question. Get a lot of different answers on this, but it's one of my favorites, and it's if you could have a seat and sit down and have a conversation with absolutely anybody from human history uh who would it be can be someone important or not important janice told us tyler glass now and <laughs> <That's a> good... <laughs> um this is oh it would probably be carrie fisher mm. although i mean Ooh, i've met her and i've had a like a quick conversation with her but like i would love to just actually like sit down and pick her brain and why not carrie like, fisher rushed hmm why Carrie Fisher? She has always just been my hero. She's so cool about like mental health and being really open about that, which I have always appreciated. Um, and like she's Princess Leia, like duh. Um, yes, yeah, she is. She's so cool and nice. Like I met her at a comic con, and I was wearing this R two D two dress. And, like, before she even said hello, she was like, I love your dress, R2. And she, like, squeezed my hips. And I was like, this is so weird. But, like, yeah, oh, my gosh. This is Carrie. This is Princess Leia, like, squeezing me right now. (laughs) So, and, like, her dog was there, which was great. Um, But, yeah, she's just, she's always been so, like, unapologetic about how she feels. And she's going to tell it how it is. And she's just a badass. So I would love to just sit and have lunch with her and just pick her brain. That's awesome. That's, yeah, that's, that's and that's, that's cool. I'm happy to hear she, she's cool or she was RIP. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, all right. My favorite question, one of my favorite questions. And I was asking, we had a, uh, my family, one side of my, my mom's side of the family had a family Christmas thing yesterday. And I was asking all my family members this question, got no good answers, but <laughs> hopefully we get one here. Have you ever seen a ghost Yes. or, Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Tell me about your ghost. Okay. So this is when I was a baby. And you remember this? Well, the all of the stories that I have heard over like forever and then just knowing all of the crazy things I said just kind of lives with me forever. So Please. when I was a baby, we lived in this house that had like an unusually deep basement and it was the only house on that street with this super deep basement. And my mom, it would like freak my mom out, but that's where like laundry and stuff was. So she would like sit me down there and I was just like calm and she was really nervous And then, like, she was like, I think the ghosts just love you. But, like, we would hear stuff in the attic. And, like, I think we were renting. So the landlord was like, it's squirrels. And my mom was like, I hear boots walking. And I get this. (laughs) squirrels with boots. Yeah. And I get this strong, like, musky scent. And there are no men that live here. Like, this is crazy. And then, like, everyone that would come to the house, 
would have nightmares. Like if people were watching me overnight, they would have a nightmare no matter what. Oh my God. But the creepiest part of all of this whole thing. So I had a closet in my room that would not open like jammed clothes. There was no key. There was not like, it just wouldn't even budge. And my mom would hear me on the baby monitors at night. And I was like standing up in my crib. This is before I could talk. I was like six months old. So like, she wasn't even sure how I was pulling myself up just yet, but I'm like pulling myself up on this crib, staring directly at this closet that would not open and screaming Sashi Sashi. And she's like, I don't know what that means. So she looked it up and it was like a native American term for an evil spirit that I'm screaming at my closet at six months old. And she was like, we're done. <laughs> We're moving. We're not staying here anymore. Did you ever, was the closet ever opened? No, no one could oh my. open that closet. I, this is the, we've had a few good ghost stories. And I got to say, this is the first time that I'm like genuinely unsettled. Oh, story that is being told to me. <laughs> I passed by that house because that house is still up. It's actually right by my grandparents' house. I passed uh, by that house to go visit them every time. And every time I pass it, I just get like this weird chill because it was just so creepy. And all of the stories that came from it were just terrifying. You have got to knock on that door and be like, hey, guys, have you opened that closet? (laughs) (laughs) Have you just like asked the owners, like, have you opened that closet? And they'll be like, no. I would love to know if they have. Oh, my God. Yeah. You could open it. Like power. You could you could totally like you just be like, hey, I used to live here. And I'm curious. (laughs) There was this closet we could never open. Like, yeah, we opened it. The last owner opened it. Died. <laughs> Dead. Dead. Heart attack. Oh, she killed them. <laughs> Dude, our daughter's name is Sashi. <laughs> oh my god, that's insane. That yes. is so truly unsettling. The fact that there's no there's no conclusion to it either. Like, I don't know. That oh is I'm I'm unsettled. I'm unsettled. <laughs> I, that's you know what? I that's that's why I love this question. I was asking a bunch that's of my family members that question yesterday, and none of them none of them had seen anything. But I loved the responses I was getting. I was expecting a lot of these family members to be like, "Nah, I don't believe in that." I had two of them were like, "Nope," and thank God. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, John Mulaney joke that he used to do about the old Victorian girl," and his dad was like, "No," and we're changing the subject. <laughs> I think it's on Kid Gorgeous. I think it's in that stand up. Oh, he's talking man. about this like, Victorian ghost, and his dad's like, no, we're <laughs> not talking about this. <laughs> oh, man. That's, uh, that's so creepy, though. That's a good, that is a good ghost yes. story. So, sticking with the theme of the supernatural, I guess. Uh, <clears throat> if you could pick a superpower, or like if you naturally had a superpower, what do you think it would be? Or what would you choose? Um, I've always just wanted to teleport, especially since I mm. spend so much time in my car as is. I think that one would be the mm. best. Just yeah. instant. That'd be a great way to steal stuff too. <laughs> a very utilitarian. <laughs> criminal men. <laughs> You're the criminal drugging children. I, I, I know. Love how I it's know. Like when so, whenever someone brings up like invisibility, you gotta be like, oh, like obviously, like you know, nothing, nothing improper or illegal or anything like that. And then someone says something like, you know, teleportation, and it's like instantly crime. <laughs> Look, because it's different things. Yeah, when it was invisibility, <laughs> yeah. it was like clearly not pervy stuff, but like. <laughs> 
But but teleportation, I mean, like you could just like boom, I teleport the loot. Crime, if I was like, there's take a lot the of Mona Lisa powers that would be better for crime. Like, you, you know how many baseball parks I could teleport into? No, teleportation as a way of avoiding traffic is like that's perfect, highly utilitarian. That's my worn up answer for sure. Yeah, because God, traffic's the worst. Do you ever? This is totally tangent. Do you ever uh, when you're in, stuck in like gridlock traffic? Do you ever get a little hurt when the car that's been in front of you for the past like 45 minutes leaves your lane and you're just like, oh, <laughs> we were in this together. What are I you doing? It's okay to say no. <laughs> I haven't considered that, but now that's all I'm going to think about. Be like, ah, what are you doing? You're not even going anywhere. I get more offended when I pass someone in one lane and then like, I don't know, like say I get back to the right or or maybe I'm trying to pass on the left and I see somebody that was like way behind me, like speed up and go past me. Like I get offended when that stuff happens. I'm like, no, you yeah. have like five cars back. <laughs> and then you pull up you. and you're like the same red light next to each other. Or something. The, the like, thing that happens to me and um, that I always think about, and I always feel bad about this is like, if I'm stuck in really bad traffic and it starts to clear out and it gets back to normal and I saw nothing, I'm like, what the hell was all this for? <laughs> like, this is, I'm expecting to see, and this is, I should preface by saying, this is also like later, this became a Mark Marin bit, which I love his bit on it. But basically, what he, what the thing he says is just like, I'm not trying to f- see a dead body, but like, I should see a frustrated guy <laughs> with a beat up car. <laughs> I should see a Which is 100% there, every single time. I drive by like if I if I'm stuck in a lot of traffic and I drive by and it's a bad accident I'm like oh okay all right fine whatever but if there's nothing happening or it's like someone who got pulled over for speeding or whatever and everyone's slowing down I'm like this was all for nothing that happened to me the other night someone got pulled over for speeding and that's why we were gridlocked for yeah minutes yeah oh I get I get so mad at that and then I immediately feel guilty about it because I'm like. Okay, what are you mad about? That no one's hurt? <laughs> that there wasn't a horrible accident? Like, <laughs> like you're, what, are you way. sitting in traffic going, like, someone better be injured? Not a semi-flipped. <laughs> I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> if, <laughs> if there aren't five cars in this accident, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. That's <laughs> While we're talking about Ben's weird driving quirks, though, since oh, we're here, man. I do want to ask one more thing. Since, um, so... <laughs> When, Crystal, if you're driving and it's raining out and then you put on your windshield wipers as one generally does when you're driving and it's raining out, uh, are you at all paying attention to the speed at which other cars and their windshield yeah. wipers? Always. Do you get self-conscious? Really? Okay. What is this phenomenon? Right. Ignore, <laughs> ignore Zach. Ignore Zach. Wait, he's over here on the camera. Ignore him. Ignore him. Do you get self-conscious about the speed of your windshield wipers in relation to yes. the speed of the windshield wipers around you? Yes. I always feel like I'm going too fast. But, like, I want to yes. get that rain off my windshield. But I always am like, oh, my gosh. This is, like, every three seconds and mine's, like, every one second. It's I, I love it. I'm yes. Like, oh, my gosh. Am I the crazy one? Is it no, raining yes. that I'm the crazy one, I guess. Right, 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 right. right. No, I sit there and I'll sit there and I'll be like, I'll have my windshield wipers on fast. And I'm just like, everyone else is on slow. Yeah. And I'm like, am I a wimp? Like, should I be able to see better? Or like, mine's on like regular and everyone else is on interval. And I'm like, I, 
you know, I don't know. I'm just being extra safe, guys. Like I just tell myself, I'm like, I have astigmatism in my eyes. So this is my, like, oh my reasoning. God. Like, I'm allowed to go this fast. <laughs> you, started, yeah, you, you start arguing with the other drivers in your head. And you're just like, I'm fine. I'm normal. God, why I, are you judging me when none of them are paying attention? I'm already really bad about talking to other drivers that can't hear me. Like, I'm supposed <laughs> to be like, oh my gosh, slow down, buddy. Or Oh, yeah, like, me too. This is like my Midwest, like super Indiana <laughs> thing coming out where I'm just like, buddy, I am going five over. What are you doing? Like, that's me. Oh, man. That that really that really gets me when I'm sitting in the left lane and I'm doing 10 over and some guy's riding on me and I'm like, what do you want me to do? I'm abiding by the rules here. I'm speeding. Every (laughs) single time someone like goes, like cuts me off or does something like that. I'm just like, I hope you get pulled over. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Every time if someone, yeah, if someone blows by me, I'm doing 80 and a 65. Someone blows by me. I'm like, you know what? I'm already breaking the law here. Yes. Like, you know what? Screw you, man. I hope you get pulled over and you get a hefty fine. A hefty, hefty fine. I hope you have a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you have. I don't want you to get in a car accident. I, I hope you okay. feel bad about the speed of your windshield wipers. <laughs> but man, I hope you get a rock in your shoe. I feel seen. I love it. You are the second person. We, Sarah Griffin oh, was the other person. Sarah. It was Sarah. Because it was weird. I don't even know what we were talking. It was the Mookie Betts story. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Uh, the Yeah. Yeah. And they start talking. I don't know even know who brought it up first, but they're talking about probably me. I, I, I think windshield I wipers, her. and I'm just like, what the? Like, I've never <laughs> once paid attention to anyone else's, and now I'm going to be looking out the window, and you know. Oh yeah, I always, I always get yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know. I wow, know. Okay, I'm gonna have to start expanding my horizon. No, no, no. I, I think <laughs> you are. I think you are the normal one. Honestly, that's the You're first the time that's one. ever been said. Shit. Yeah, this was this is the uh, there was another thing. Speaking of Sarah, there was another there was a tweet she had where I was just like, oh my god, this is also exactly me. Where she she ordered a steak tip salad and they forgot the steak, so she just sat there eating lettuce and cucumbers. <laughs> I said nothing, and I'm just like, yep, yep, that's exactly me. Where I'm like, I'm like, yep, nope, that's fine, that's fine. That's, you forgot yep. my meal. That's okay. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna say anything. That's okay. I'm like immediately making excuses. I'm like, I'm sure they're just having a bad day or. <laughs> So they just forgot it. They're busy, and you know it's fine. I'll just. But then uh, you know, and then you move on, and you completely forget, and then it's like, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyways, um, okay. Um, trying to think where we want to go. I would like to ask. We haven't talked a whole lot about music. Okay. And I would love to know uh, if you could see anyone live. A live concert, a performance, living or dead, any any year, specific year, if you have a specific year or whatever, location, whatever, who would it be? See, this is tough because I have like three. Like I have a top three. I mean, give me all three. Because they're all gone at this point. So like there's yeah. no going back to see them. Like obviously I would see Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if I yeah. could be at that Unplugged show mm-hmm. in 94. Like, oh, I, yeah. that's like my dream come true. Mm, yeah. It's a um, obviously, I'd love to see Prince any era. Like, I don't. Oh, care. my God. Prince is my favorite, probably. Yeah. Um, and then David Bowie, because he's on that. Like, 
I don't think that David Bowie or Prince were like necessarily human. They were just like these yeah, yeah. incredibly gifted, crazy, insane artists. So David Bowie, probably any era, but probably if I had to choose one, it would be like the Ziggy Stardust era. Yeah, yeah. I bet those. I bet those shows were wild. Any um, of those three. <laughs> have you ever seen the concert film, The Sign of the Times concert yes. film? Yes. Yeah. It's for anyone who hasn't seen it. It's on Amazon Prime. It's incredible. It is. Prince's Sign of the Times tour. I mean, just if you ever had any doubts that that man was an incredible showman, that concert film is just mind-boggling. And it's not just, I mean, Prince is incredible in it. His band is incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, he has a solid band. That tribute they did for him, like maybe like two years back with all the different performers. like yeah. My one of my favorites is St. Vincent and she did controversy uh, on the guitar and I was like, yes, this is everything yeah. I needed, but oh, that was just so cool. And like a lot of the people from his band were there. Sheila was yeah. there. Yep. This is amazing. Also best Super Bowl halftime. Show I was going to say there are two, two Hands redeeming down. qualities of the 2006 Super Bowl. One is Devin Hester and the other is Prince. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All time best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, I'm really curious about this one because you have done a lot of writing. What is an important lesson that you have learned about writing? I would say do not go back and read the comments. (laughs) That is the best advice. Yeah, because there are just so many people that are going to try to like bring you down. Like there's a reason I don't see replies on Twitter from people I don't follow. Like, just don't, because every single person is going to criticize you at some point in time. Everybody's going to have a differing opinion. And it is just not worth the, like, mental anguish to go back and see somebody criticizing something that you just spent, like, four hours working on. Yeah. Especially when, again, it's like, this was just, this was my opinion. Like, some of these things I write, some of them are factual, like the stats. I can't make that stuff up. But, like when people are just bashing you because they just don't agree with you. So like, do not read the comments and you will be a happier, more successful writer. If you just, Oh yeah. That. Oh my God. I've always said that like writing, especially just writing online is such a weird thing. I've always likened it to like, it's you're throwing a paper airplane into a crowd because you're like, I think somebody got it and maybe they read it. And then like you, you spend, you know, you spend hours and hours, researching doing like putting together something that you're like really proud of you put it out there and you know you can see the analytics on it you can see that supposedly two three thousand people read it but like all you get is like one guy in the comments who's like sucks yeah (laughs) and like that's it and like (laughs) when you're a woman because they try to validate you even more but like i had one guy i wrote a piece again after the field of dreams game about Tim Anderson. And it was kind of cool because it was the 15th walk off between for like from the white Sox off the Yankees. It was their 15th walk off. And I was like, and the first one to do it was actually Lewis Joe Jackson. And, you know, he was playing in a time where a guy like Tim Anderson couldn't play because he's a black man. And someone was like, why did you have to make it about race? And I was like, because Tim Anderson couldn't play back then. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's like, a cool stat, no matter what. But, like, depressing, 
But you know, this is how far baseball has come. So you know what? I'm going to make it about race just a little yeah. bit, just a little bit. Yeah. Well, and the the other thing with comments um, is like there's this theory of uh, positive positive comments are like Teflon. You you read them and it just slides right off. If I if I if I sit here and say you know Crystal, you are an incredible writer. Uh, the the fact that you write so much and do all of it so well is truly incredible, and it's just an amazing thing. That is like oh that's nice. Foo slides right off. Negative sticks like Velcro. Mm-hmm. If I sit here and say Hey Crystal, you're a fraud. You don't know anything about baseball. I even feel gross saying it, but like just. Some kind of negative thing that sticks with you. It will stick with you. You scroll through a hundred comments and one of them is negative. That's the one you remember. You need to like sit with a positive comment for like, like 10, 15 minutes to actually absorb it. Uh, Otherwise it's just gone. And so, yeah, My, my husband bless his heart. When I put that book out and I was reading these Amazon reviews, somebody called it like blog fodder or something. And I just started focusing on these negative comments and he was like, you have like 40 comments. You have a 4.8 like Amazon review. Like yeah. all of these people are loving this. You're you're focusing on two bad reviews. And I was like, yeah, yep. I know. He's like, give me your phone until you can promise that you're not just going to go read all these negative reviews that you're not getting because you're crazy. You're not getting your phone. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. that's probably for the best. <laughs> Yeah. Something that I always try to remind myself too with those things is that it takes a certain level of like anger and discontent and just being miserable to go to the effort of leaving a comment on, you know, like a sports blog or a book review type thing. And I will admit, like, and I I say this as someone who generally, just because of what I look like, doesn't endure the same level of abuse as many people online do. There is, there is kind of a part of me, just the kind with the kind of things that I write sometimes I would be lying. If I said there isn't a part of me that does sometimes enjoy watching. I I, I don't want to say like, I like, I don't like being called a snowflake or anything like that, but sometimes right. watching people, oh, yeah. watching people lose their shit because I said, Kurt Schilling is a Nazi is like, I don't know that kind of, that, that oh, makes me laugh yeah. sometimes. I kind of enjoy that. A little bit. No, they, that, that'll um, definitely that's also fuel. Like a, that's a pretty specific genre of, um, you know, of, of, schadenfreude there Um, no that that'll definitely fuel you is like i i had to stop posting political stuff on facebook because i i realized that i was doing it not in the hopes that a bunch of people would say hey good job ben i was doing it in the hopes that some of my like conservative friends and family members would be like you're an idiot you don't know what you're talking about so that i could argue with them and i'm like what are what are you doing (laughs) <laughs> what what is the point of this? You're just you're looking for negative stuff, and all it does is raise your blood pressure. Uh, you know, it's just this. That, but they, yeah, you sometimes you're kind of that's what that's what doom scrolling kind of is. Mm-hmm. You're scrolling around just looking for something negative. It's so I, weird. The brain's like that. I got into the habit of turning my replies off when I post certain things. Like if I post things about domestic abusers. Within yeah. MLB, yeah. Um, I I will just either limit it to like people that I follow, so like I've already kind of vetted these people, or I'll just turn the replies off because I get attacked so much about Araldis Chapman, uh, Trevor Bauer, yeah, Marcella Zuna. Like there have been so many people. Like I don't know Zach if you remember it, but I posted something about 
um, Araldus Chapman and the whole article with the Yankees about how yeah. fans will forget that this happened. And he's like, no, fans don't forget. Like, do you know how much money I spent donating to domestic violence organizations during that 2016 World Series? Because I, I feel gross watching these guys play and like that they're getting all this love and attention and people are making comments like, oh, fans are going to forget. And some guy was like, nobody cares about your domestic abuse situation. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? So like, I've had to turn this stuff off because I just get the nastiest replies to these things. And I'm like, yeah. no, this is not worth, like my husband was ready. Like he kept picking up his phone and like, I could tell he's like trying, he was like going to re- respond, but thankfully <laughs> like White Sox Twitter had my back, but oh, good for him. Up, and then he would just like chuck his phone across That's the room really Cause he was like pissed. He was like, no, you don't tell my wife. You don't give a shit that she's been abused. Like we don't do that here. Yeah. You just get the nastiest replies and people are just so like bitter with their own lives that they feel the need to take it out on you. Yeah. People are awful. It's yeah. No, it's one of those things where I think you just got to keep telling yourself where it's like, look, these people, if if these people were actually like, they would be up here writing and getting paid for their yeah. opinions on this. If they were, I don't know, there's, there's just a clear level of envy to it. Sometimes I feel mm-hmm. like where, you know, the kind of the, the fake mad, like the, the rage face where it's like, you know, raging mad behind a smile. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just like, these people yeah. are so, yeah. Ugh, such a cesspool. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. That's, but no, that's fabulous advice. Don't read the comments. Yeah. No, I, I think, I think sometimes when, there is there can be an exception to that sometimes when you're writing about fantasy sports i have found that sometimes i have to read the comments a little bit because i have to like people are asking for help with their fantasy teams mm-hmm. and i and i want to engage in that community mm-hmm. i want to like i post my article on reddit you know and and i have to ignore the people who are just like your article sucks and you don't know what you're talking about i'm like <laughs> yeah you're you know what you're right i don't uh, it's a wonder that I'm paid to Literally write about fantasy sports. Rock, so. <laughs> but but then I have to like, you know, the people who are genuinely asking me questions, I, I want to engage with them. But yeah, yeah uh, generally speaking as a rule, just ignore the comments. Don't, don't do it. Um, Not worth it. Zach, was there anything else you wanted to do before we got to the full count? Um... Um, I don't know. Let's 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 get some laughs. Let's get that last question in. Oh, that's a great one. Thank yeah. you so much. I can't believe I almost forgot it. What's the hardest <laughs> you've ever laughed? Get it together. Hardest yeah. you've ever laughed, or one of the times in which you laughed really, really hard. It doesn't have to be the hardest you ever laughed. So my kids are just so weird, like all the time, and they are always just doing like weird stuff. Like my son tries to scare me every single day like he'll try to like bump out at me and i'm just like bro you're never gonna scare me like (laughs) it doesn't i can hear you i have that mom hearing like i can hear your footsteps like our house is not it's not like ancient but we've got some creaky stairs so i like make fun of my kids a lot and there (laughs) there was one day on it was new year's eve one year my son was going downstairs because we have like this tri-level house. So they're like five steps that kind of go down into like their basement play area. And he's like walking down the step and trips and like lands on his butt and slides down. And he was just like, oh my gosh. 
and he was really embarrassed. And then he had tripped coming up the stairs. And we're like, oh my gosh, (laughs) what is happening right now? And so then for the rest of like the week, a good week went by and he just kept trying to like reenact it. And I was like, oh my gosh, why are you like this? Where did you come from? Like, they're hilarious. Like, they constantly like do and say the weirdest things, like, especially my daughter. She's just, she's crazy. But yeah, my kids always crack me up. Kids are a great source. I love uh, to post their quotes on Twitter from time to time because I'm just like, you guys say such weird words. (laughs) Kids are great for that. I, I still, my wife told me one time, my, five-year-old this was probably two years ago so he was like three they pulled up some i don't remember where they went maybe they got home get out of the car and my son just goes i smell squirrels (laughs) (laughs) my wife's like what he's like very like i smell them they're here (laughs) it's like what the kids are great. Yeah, they're once they start talking, they're a great source of humor. Yeah. Well, no, we were watching um, the show Nailed It on Netflix the other day too, and there was an episode where they were like making a wedding cake, and before it, like their first challenge, they had to do these cake pops, and one set of cake pops were like two lips, and the tongues were sticking out of both of them. And one of the guest judges, like one, it didn't include the tongue because it, I mean, they're terrible. Um, and she made a comment. She's like, where's the tongue? You got to taste it when you go in for a kiss. And my kids were like horrified by this. <laughs> like, Why do you need your tongue to kiss? And I was oh, like, man. oh, like making out like you. And then, you know, she makes this comment about how you have to taste the tongue. And my kids are just like. Oh my God, that is disgusting. And they're like freaking out and asking oh if you God. have to do it. And they're like swearing off kissing for the rest of their lives. <laughs> I'm just sitting on my couch, just losing it. And my husband like starts recording their responses because they were just so weird. But like, that's just what they do. They're just always this weird source of entertainment. Because yeah. Just- Kids are weird. Yeah, kids are kids are great for that for <laughs> sure. I am living so vicariously through the children of guests and our podcasters. <laughs> <here>. Yes. Um, <laughs> all right. Why would I need we, any of my own? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> because because then you get your own stories, Zach. That's okay. You're like 14 years old. You've got so much time. <laughs> hey. I just you... turned 15. <laughs> My birthday is a week before yours, dude. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It's it's so funny because I keep I, I keep ragging on you for like your age, but uh, my my brother reminds me that like he's he you are this roughly the same age as my brother, and my brother listens to the podcast, and uh, he always remind he sometimes reminds me like uh, you know I'm almost he was telling me yesterday he was like I'm almost 20. God, how old is he? Twenty-seven. He's almost twenty-seven, which is insane. Uh, he's supposed great, to be a child. Kicked off your parents' healthcare year. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right, uh, we are going to get to our last section of the podcast, which we call the full count. We are going to ask you for a recommendation in each of five categories: three and two. Full count. Um, as always, I like to say these recommendations do not have to be super obscure or super fancy 
if it's something obvious or whatever, that's okay. I want the first thing that pops in your head. That's what I want. So anyways, like literally as low pressure as possible. Do not worry about it. (laughs) All pressure. Which is, Um, it's no famously things are very low pressure when you continuously repeat that they're right. Right. Just no pressure. I just want you to know, no (laughs) pressure at all. Just zero such little pressure. Um, but we will be posting our uh, grade of your recommendation on Twitter <laughs> afterwards. Anyways, uh, <laughs> no. Um, first recommendation, books. What is a book that you would recommend? And don't say the book you wrote. Everyone should go <laughs> buy mean, that book. You but, could, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could, but don't. Everyone should go buy that book anyways. But what is a book that you would recommend? <laughs> so I just read this book, and it's really weird, but it's called Breeze. And it's about this like girl that had to live inside of an iron lung. Super crazy, oh, but really good. It's really interesting. What's it called? Breeze? Oh, breathe. Breathe. Oh, breathe. Breathe. <laughs> oh, wow. That's that was like fresh off my head because I Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's that who uh what's the name of the author? Oh gosh, don't ask me that. Okay. Like I, I didn't I didn't ask you, so don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> um, I'll look it up in the No, breathe. No, that's yeah. Well you know it's it's Iron lungs are wild. It's it's wild that like we used to do that. Uh, that's that's crazy. I was uh, thinking no. the scene from um, the Great Lebowski. Is that an iron lung or is that dialysis? I can never remember. I thought it was dialysis, but I think it's yeah, I, yeah. I always think of Weird Al did this song on his debut album called Mr. Frump and the Iron Lung, and it's a hilarious song because it's all it's like this whole song of like I'm going to visit Mr. Frump and his Iron Lung, and I ask him these questions, and here's what he says, and just. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a great it's a great real deep weird out deep cut that is uh, yeah. I, don't take your word for it <laughs> <laughs> i love hey no hate to weird out i love me some weird out but <laughs> full, full count recommendation uh number two is food and that can be ingredient recipe meal restaurant like anything food re- i just let you in <laughs> it is not a podcast unless the cat uh, Zach's cat interrupts him <laughs> to expound upon what he was saying. Uh, ingredient, restaurant, recipe, any food-related item that you would recommend. Sure. Um, my favorite thing ever is garlic. So I would recommend anything with garlic, even though it gives me heartburn. I still eat it. Um, and my favorite food is often breadsticks with, like, parmesan and garlic and all that good stuff so so do you also do the thing i'm so guilty of this especially because i i'm you know garlic presses for me are so fun i don't know why i just i just get such joy out of using a garlic press if i see a recipe that calls for like two cloves of garlic i just will always be like let's do three instead you You measure cheese and garlic you measure with your heart I've never heard that, but that is absolutely 100% fact. Measure with your heart. That's how I feel better about doing that, actually. I have a friend who, uh, up until probably five years ago, six years ago, thought that a clove of garlic was a bulb of garlic. (laughs) And the only way he found out... I love him, but this is, these are the kind of things. This is very on brand for him, my friend F, Effie. It should take uh, like one meal to figure it out, though. <laughs> I mean, look, yes, 
This is also the guy who, in high school, I had to tell him that Stevie Wonder was blind, and he was just oh, no. blown. So I love him, but yeah, he does this kind of stuff. But he was making a, a dip or something. He asked his roommate. He was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. It was like a clove of garlic, and he's holding this bulb. And, and his roommate was like, no, 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 no. That's a bulb. He's like, what? I hope like, he brought like breath notes for everybody. That he he luckily that. uh his roommate saved him. Learned that and, day. And, yeah, and was, and was like, no, 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 don't don't put that in. Don't put that in. You want a clove, not a bulb. And he's like, wait, what's the difference? Yeah. <laughs> Free that could have been that's awful. Awful. from the danger of vampires, I guess. Yeah. I love to like cook and bake, so that pains me like when people mess up that badly yeah i i'm just glad because this was he was making this for a get together we were having at his apartment so i'm so glad his roommate <laughs> that awful. Saved someone would have found out the hard way yeah, <laughs> yeah. and everybody died uh <laughs> all right uh next recommendation movies and or tv what is a movie and or a tv show that you would recommend let's see um so one of my favorite TV shows right now, it's called Pen 15. It's on Hulu. Oh, I love Pen 15. Right. I, I'm, I'm like halfway through the first season. I yeah. haven't gotten all the way they, through, but they just dropped a couple of new episodes. So I've been watching, I've watched two of the new episodes so far. That show is so much fun, especially if you're an elder millennial that was in high school in the early two thousands. So, uh, yeah. that one yeah. right now is top of my list. That's a good one. I strongly recommend it. It can be a little, cringy at times but, but we but, were cringy well that's the thing that's the thing i tell people is like yes it's cringy at times but it's also because being in middle school is cringy they're like 14 like, yeah in that series. yeah exactly like it's just being a middle school age kid is a cringy thing so mm-hmm. but yeah no, that's, that's a good one i love that word so Number four, sticking with some pop culture, is music. What kind of music can you recommend for us? Um, so there is a new, it's kind of newish, but it's like this weird Metallica compilation of all of these different artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, a Metallica um, cover album? Yeah, it's all covers. It's like Ooh. Baby Bridgers and Weezer and Weezer, Jason Isbell. Like all of these people are covering Metallica oh. songs and they're like, nine covers of like all of their greatest hits and it is really good like surprisingly really good like I think Weezer I does enter sandman it. and it sounds exactly how you think it's going to sound and it's still good <laughs> yes exactly I, that's i will have to look that up sad I, but true and like inject that into my veins who is so it in sad but true it, saint vincent covers it oh oh and it's so good i've heard the whatever i don't remember what one phoebe bridgers did but i did hear that she when it came out anyone. yeah um i did hear that when it came out but i didn't know they did a whole album i yeah, love me a, a good cover whole album of metallica mm. covers by like a wide yeah variety of artists it's like 50 songs it's like yeah. each song it's wow. like a greatest it's like a greatest hits album but there's four of each song each recorded yeah. by a different person oh that's band. so cool really I good. Will definitely absolutely have to check that out that is so cool i love that um all right our final recommendation miscellaneous anything from your life that you would recommend to somebody this can be uh an item this can be a place this can be a practice something that you do literally anything at all from your life 
And again, the first thing that pops in your head, no matter what you may think of that, that is what I want to hear. Okay. I would say invest in your skin, get a nice skincare routine going, wear sunscreen, like yeah. take Exfoliate. care. Take, yeah. Take care of your face. Um, because that's a good one. You, I am going to be 35 next year. And sometimes I still get carded for R rated movies. So like R rated movies. Good for, for you. For like good invest, for you. Invest in your face. Cause you can't good tell that you. I'm, you know, mid thirties at this point. That's yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's something I don't do enough. That's for sure. You, you only get one of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, unless you're like really wealthy, I guess. Yeah. No, that's a good one. Well, um, Crystal, thank you so much for coming on to Shag and Flies, for joining us. It's been a lot of fun to have you. You are wonderful, and it's just been it's been great to have you. Feel good? Was there anything you wanted to talk about that we didn't talk about? Yeah. I mean, whatever. I'm excited because I am now joining Picture List. I'm. Oh my god! I totally you. forgot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, holy! Oh my I god! Just, I totally forgot about that. That is so, that's so great. That you oh. lost track of, you lost track like three hiring cycles ago. Dude, so. I, 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 I remember <laughs> when Pitcherless was literally like 20 people and we were all in one Facebook group chat oh, and, yeah. uh, God, there's so many people. <laughs> I, I, I feel bad that I don't know the right, that all of the writers, but like I, I used to for a couple of years. I knew every single writer. Like I was like friends with all the writers because again, there were only like yeah. fifteen to twenty of them. I mean, shoot, when I first joined, I think there were less than twenty. Um, and there's a couple who are still there. Uh, me and Alex Fast joined at the same time. I love Alex, but Alex is is just a joy of a human being. Uh, I love him. Find out um, why he won't, won't be on Twitter, because <laughs> he probably doesn't know. It, I I guarantee that's it. Um, <laughs> but no, I yeah. Me and Alex joined. I joined a few months before Alex, but yeah, of the original gang, like Ben Pernick's still around, Rick Graham's still around, and obviously Nick. And I feel like that might be it. I'm just going to throw some of these Metallica covers at you because I have it in front of me. So there's a J Balvin cover of Wherever I May Roam. No. What? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think we mentioned Phoebe Does Nothing Else Matters. Um, Nothing Else Matters. That's what she I thought she did. Something, yeah, that's right. Um, Mac DeMarco does Enter Sandman. Is, um, it, the, is it the laziest cover of Enter Sandman? <laughs> <laughs> I actually have not listened to that one, so I'm TBD. just imagining it just like. <laughs> uh, Miley Cyrus has a "Nothing Else Matters" too that also features oh. Elton John and Yo-Yo Ma. It yeah, it's. I bet she. I bet she could kill that. I Miley gets a lot of crap, but like she's got a killer voice. She does a great job. I like that raspy like, voice. Yeah, she and she's got it. She's she's got a she's got a great voice. She just did a. Um, couple nights ago on the tonight show she did uh it should have been me and she mm-hmm. killed it and like sang it as an ode to pete davidson which is funny. super talented she, yeah she's yeah she's crazy talented uh that that brief moment of her career where she like had that weird thing with the dude from the flaming lips was a little strange wayne did wayne coin coin huh? yeah, so i i wouldn't say it was 
it was not a romantic thing, but they were collaborating a lot. Like she and Wayne were like just doing shows together. She was collaborating with them a lot. And it just, I don't know. It felt a little weird given how old Wayne is and like how much he was hanging out with Miley. Music is so different too. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, she was. Pair them. Yeah, she was kind of like going through a phase where she was like really getting into like weird, weird stuff. Like Flaming Lips stuff. She was, I mean, she was kind of like doing Flaming Lips. But like, yeah, she and 